Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonnell here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. So, last week was the Property Super Conference at the O2 in London. It was an amazing event, I absolutely loved it. I had the opportunity to speak there as well. Um, But also, one of the speakers that was there was Alfie Best. Now, Alfie Best is someone who I previously had on the Progressive Property Podcast. He's got a multi-million pound property business in the UK. And while he was at the super conference, myself and Alfie sat down and we answered a lot of questions about all things property. Questions that you, the listeners, sent in and wanted answers to. I've been Kevin McDonnell. You've been amazing. I'm going to pass you over to me and Alfie. See you next week. Hi, Kevin McDonnell here, and I'm at the Property Super Conference 2019. And I've got with me... Mr. Alfie Best. So some of you may not know Alfie Best, but Alfie has built a massive property business in the UK. He's got multiple different businesses, um, mainly focused around initially um, park homes, but he's grown to build a huge empire worth over 250 million pounds. So it's a real pleasure to have Alfie with us. Hi, Alfie. All good. Thank you, Kevin. The pleasure's all mine. Question one. What is the number one criteria when deciding whether to invest in a property? Good question. Um, for me, it is definitely know your area, know the property that you're buying. You know, they're tick box exercises that you must, must do. You don't just jump in feet first without knowing, you know, how deep the puddle is because, you know, you could end up up to your knees. Absolutely. That, that, you know, they're the facts of it. But the gut instinct of the upside value the thing that's going to add some good value to it, uh, to it, like you said earlier, uh, Kevin, you know, like look where the HMOs are, look to see if they're subduing that within there with the Article 4, you know, look to see if there's a, 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 um, potentially a new hospital, new college being built. They're the things that are going to make your property increase above and beyond um, the rate of inflation. You know, they're in... In my view, that's that's what I, what I would say about yourself, Kevin. Absolutely, um, same thing. Uh, and about your area is, don't. When I started in property, I bought cheap, and don't buy cheap because cheap doesn't mean valuable. Cheap no. means cheap. So the only way you can really know value is I see people in London. They go and they think it's expensive here, so they go up north and they buy a house on a, in a town they don't know, on a street they don't know, yeah. and think they might make money. But it's cheap for a reason, and you don't know the area. So. Yeah. Knowing your area, like you said, is critical to, to, know, to pick on the right deal. And then knowing what you're going to do with the property. So what's the end use? I see people buying a house because it's below market value. And then you say, well, what are you going to do with it? So what's the outcome? What, yep. what type of tenant do you put in? Like, well, I don't know. It's just below market value. Well, what's the value? It's whatever you pay for it. So now the new market value is what you paid for it. Yeah, yeah. So how do you make money from it? So know your exit. Start with the end in mind. So know your area and start with the end in mind in terms of what's the use that I'm going to do. Where's the money? So can I do HMO? Can I add value? All, all the things around um, making sure that that property is something that will make you money for years to come. Yeah, yeah. Question two. In the face of adversity, what keeps you going? It's fear. Definitely fear. 
because um, it's fear that drives me. I'm frightened of failure. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, diversity is a, a big word and it could be, is the diversity financial? Is the diversity a council problem? But, no matter, but to be fair with you, no matter what the problem is, it only boils down to financial in the end. Yeah. Because if the problem is so surmountable, unsurmountable in your mind, there's your diversity. So you've got to overcome it in your own mind to find the solution. Yeah. Do, 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 do you it, follow yeah. what I mean? Um, for, for me, I looked at, I made loads of mistakes when I started and I, I got myself in massive debt. And I realized when property is, if I stayed in a job, which I was in at the time, and I spent like 14 years in a corporate job, um, I was never going to get out of the debt in the job because the system's not set up to make you wealthy. You make enough money to pay your mortgage and put food in the table and clothes on your back, but you don't actually get ahead. And um, I just did simple numbers. 25 grand a year average salary in the UK over 40 years, you'll, you'll take home about 840 grand in yeah. a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. Can't even be a millionaire in 40 years working. So when you, when you look at adversity and fear, the biggest fear is that you end up 65 in a job, 75 in a job where you've got no savings and nothing to support you. And that is the thing that every time a deal goes wrong or I, I'm thinking about doing a bigger deal, is I just look at the alternative, which is... Yeah, I, I, I personally think to every problem there is a solution. Yeah. Might not be the solution you want, but there'll be a solution. Uh, for me, it's definitely fear of failure, mm. which makes me normally come up with a solution. Yeah. But at the end of the day is if you don't take the risk, you're, you're not going to get ahead as, as far as you could get. You're never going to achieve your full potential. But if you don't and risk, how are you going to, how are you going to learn for a exactly. start? Yeah. You, know, you know, property is like a child. If you let it run itself, it will run amok. Yeah. You have to correct it. And there's no, I would say, given exact model to success. It's about the success you breed into it. Yeah. Question three, what are your hacks and tricks when buying a deal? Most of the deals that I've done are normally on gut instinct. Um, of course, there's a model that I follow, you know, how many pitches are there, how much per pitch am I paying, what's the generation that's coming through. But ab above that, if, you know, if it ticks all those boxes, the next thing is, do I want to buy it because there's any upside do you, do you follow me? Because mm. you've got the box standard bit. Let's just hypothetically say you're buying a house. You know the property is going to produce £2,000 a month. You know it's going to cost you £35,000 to refurb and bring back on. And you know the price of it and that's what it's going to make on the street. But for me, it needs to be more than that. And that's the gut instinct of... Are you going to get the extension? Yeah. Are you going to get the basement added? Can you add some value to it? And that's really a gut instinct, I think, you learn, yeah. in my view. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of property, you've got that um, the gut instinct, which I go on a lot, to be honest, and you've got to follow your gut. And you did say there's obviously the overall um, yeah. strategy and stuff you look at. Um, if people are starting out right now, what I'd say is invest in your local area, know your town plan, so every town's got a plan. Speak to your yeah. council. Find out what they're going to be doing in the next few years. Yeah. Um, speak to the, the planning department about 
any changes they might be having to legislation, to law that may be coming in, like HMOs, Article 4, something like that, is it coming in my area? Um, a really good Article 4 people are scared of for HMOs, but actually what it's done in every area that it's come into is it's increased the property price for HMOs in the area. Yeah. So a, a good plan, for if you're not in an Article 4 area, is to speak to your council, see if it's coming, get HMOs before they come, and your price is going to go up automatically overnight yeah. because nobody else can buy in that ring-fenced yeah. area now. But also it puts a premium for anyone who wants to buy one because they can only buy it off you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. looking for little hacks like that about how can I add value quickly through either adding value, like you said, Alfie, or yep. through a new law change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so. absolutely. Or, or other things. If, say, for instance, there's a new hospital being built yeah. or a new college being built and, and, and people don't realise how much of that is happening yeah. up and down the country. Tubes. Yeah, right exactly. Right here in yeah. East London. The, with the Olympics, people bought specifically for the Olympics. But yeah. actually, the real value was in the tube lines. Yeah, yeah. On the, on the high-speed yeah. rail, all that sort Better of stuff. transport links. Yeah. But all of those are, are, are add values and you're going to get more than an uplift in the property yeah. market. Question four. What's the best thing currently in your life? Oh, okay, so what's the, <laughs> what's the best thing currently in my life? Um, you know, look, a niche answer would, would be, you know, to say your family, to be fair. Mm. But I don't think that's really the question that they're asking. Um, I think what they're trying to get at is what's the best thing in your life that you've achieved? Yeah. I, yeah. I assume that's what the question they're trying to get at. But if you're asking me what's the best thing in my life, it can only ever be my family. But if you're talking from something that, that I've physically done, the best thing in my life is actually seeing long-term goals come to fruition. Yeah. That's the greatest success, knowing that you put that groundwork in and it's happening. That, yeah. for me. I don't for me, I agree. Yourself. Family obviously comes first always. Yeah. Um, but I guess the question is, in business, in life, for me, it's, it's actually today because I, this is the first super conference that Progressive have run since 2013. And the last time they had it was at Wembley Stadium in 2013. Okay. And it was my first ever event at Progressive. And I okay. sat in the audience in one of the back rows. And six years later, in about two hours' time, I'm going to be up on stage yeah, during my journey. So I've come full circle. And it's what, what you, like you said, achieving your goal. Yeah. And my goal wasn't even to, when I sat there, my goal wasn't to get on stage. My goal was to get out of my job, get out of debt. Um, so I've come further than my goal. But it's... Um, it's and have, you, have you readjusted your goals now? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I think people... People set goals, and actually, I used to work in construction in um, a company called Lang O'Rourke, and I was a quality manager. And they have a business plan. It's a five billion pound a year business. You know business plans. They change all the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. And in property, your goals are really your business plan. And we should be looking at them every three to six months, really. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And amending, so they're always changing. And See, people use the word property all the time, but it's actually a business. It is. And by changing your model, it's actually showing your business is successful because yeah. it's actually adapting. Yes. And the more a business adapts, you know, the more property adapts, the more successful it will become. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I actually think yeah, achieving, seeing and achieving your goals come to fruition mm. are, are pretty well some yeah. of the best things you can do. But you've got to keep setting new goals. Keep checking where you're at, keep setting new goals because you don't realise how far you can come in three to four years 
and then you, initially you set goals and you think of where I want to be in 10 years, but actually you can achieve it a lot quicker than you'd imagine by doing the right steps, following the process. 100%. So. Question five. What's the best advice for someone just starting a business? The best advice for somebody to start in business, do it. Don't waste time. Yeah. Don't sit there pondering, you know, can I, should I? Get on with it. Yeah, but absolutely. don't do it half-heartedly. You know, both feet in and do it. I 100% agree, because I spent years thinking about it and procrastinating about it and, and doing it in the wrong way. So start... Um, the procrastination bit, so half-hearted stuff, is there's two types of procrastination, and I see this with some people. Is one is they procrastinate and don't start, which was me for a long time, and then there's positive procrastination. So they start, but they make themselves feel like they're busy by doing business cards and writing a plan and yeah, all yeah. this stuff, but they're not actually doing any viewings, they're not putting yeah. in any offers. Yeah, yeah. So then is and what they're not doing is then gaining experience yeah. where they need that experience in that field by meeting the agents and also building up yeah. relationships. Yes. So when you, I guess when you say start, it's actually get out there and do the things that put money in your pocket. Yeah, yeah, of course. As much as the things that actually take money out. Look, not, look, not every business that, they, that you do, not every venture you do is successful and we've all shared that pain. But pain is up to you to overcome. Yeah. You know, but, you know, just do it. And Rob Moore says, like, start now, get perfect later. Because yeah. to, and a lot of people, they try to be perfect before they do something because they're worried about failure. Yeah. But actually not starting is, is you're not well, going to get what you want. Well, I thought, I'll be honest, I, I genuinely thought that I started perfect. I realised later I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I was the same. <laughs> Question six. What is the best form of marketing in property? Best form of marketing by a mile is sublime marketing, by a mile. And I'll give you an instance. Um, you can go down the road of uh, you know, uh, online marketing and we all know that that reaches a massive wide audience. But sublime marketing is not selling something to somebody, but whets their appetite enough just to, to be what, what is it and the more you're not selling it the more they want it yes. you know sublime advertising is just um, how can I put it uh, I really cannot tell you how powerful it is sell through not to yes yeah. Uh, 100% yeah. yeah yeah well yes yeah yeah absolutely I agree same answer yes. question 7 what's the scariest thing that's ever happened in business or property? The scariest thing was having to move out of my house and sleep in the van. Uh, not knowing where that was going to end. Um, and uh, living with yourself, living with yourself at the time, knowing that you are or perceive yourself as a failure. That's for me. And how I overcome it was I persevered, I followed through, and I adapted. Changed the business plan. Moved out of my house, rented the house out, you know, and there's, a, there's an old saying, having to is your master. Mm. If you have to do it, 
He's a great master. Sometimes when you have to do something, that's the master that will show you the light. Yeah, 100% agree. Because for me, um, a lot of people listening to this will probably know my story from Progressive, but when I, Alfie doesn't, when I started, I, I bought three properties off plan in Eastern Europe. Actually, I went to the Excel Center for the property show and yep. got offered this like 1,000 pound down payment, pay over staged payments. And one in Estonia <laughs> never even got built. One in Bulgaria got built, but then they, it was built by the local mafia and they yep. took everything out of it afterwards because they, they were the management company as well. Yep. And we voted them out and they took everything. Like they took the aircon units, they took the kitchens, the bathrooms, they, yeah, clean, yeah. they cleaned everything out. So for me, the scary moment was waking up realizing that I had 135 grand's worth of property with payments to be made that I hadn't finished making, yeah. but I actually had no property to get the income back on or even sell. And uh, again, I kept going, but what I did was I realized that I was never gonna earn my way out of that debt in the jobs. I had to, the thing that put me in debt property was the only thing that could get me out of debt. Yes. So I had to keep going. Yeah, yeah. And I came and I, I paid for property education and that was scary. But the interesting thing, you spoke about need, needing to do it. Before I ever lost my money in Eastern Europe, I had been at an event similar to the one we're at today and I was offered training for 1,800 pounds and I was comfortable and I thought, well, how hard can it be to buy a house? So I didn't yeah. do the training. And then when I came back, I spent over 25 grand on training yeah. because my only thought process was, if I'm going to go bankrupt, go bankrupt at 135 or 160, what's the yeah, difference? Yeah, there's no difference. But it was the, that was the best decision I ever made because yeah. I learned how to do it the right way. Yeah. And I always say to everyone, the only thing I did right in my first 10 years was that I kept going. And if you keep going at something for long enough, I don't think you can fail. I completely agree. Look, um, perseverance is the winner to every situation. Yeah. Don't give in. Yeah. Don't give in. Look, you'll come across people more talented than you, smarter than you, wiser than you. Yeah. You're gonna come across that. But what you have, what, we could, what we've all got, yeah. if you can just bring it out of it in yourself, is perseverance. And perseverance actually raises your awareness, your, your uh, savviness yeah. of around the property and the market that you're on. So, you know. Yeah. Jim Rohn, I love um, the American guy, Jim Rohn, he's died now, but he had a saying that I always remember and, and use whenever I've got a challenge, is if there's somebody better than you and they're getting three deals out of 10, what I'll do is I'll beat them and get four because they'll do 10 viewings and get three deals, but I'll do yeah. 40 viewings and get four. Yeah. So you just gotta work harder. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. 100%. Question eight. When you are massively stressed and overwhelmed, what hacks do you have to overcome it? I'm massively stressed and overwhelmed. In a good way or a bad way? I leave the house, because usually my wife causes it. I'm kidding, that's not recorded, is it? Like... <laughs> you were lucky the camera was on me then, you, when you said that. <laughs> Only trouble is the camera's on me and my wife thinks I said it. <laughs> I can answer that really simply. How do you deal with really difficult, stressful situations? There aren't any. There really aren't any. I um, boxed for a fair while in my life. And everything that I did was quick reactions. Block, jab, block, throw right hand. Everything was quick. Then I've started to train as a pilot for a helicopter. 
and it's completely the opposite. When something's going wrong, don't overreact. Don't, uh, and that has taken a lot. Now, I had a helicopter crash in, uh, I think it was in November last year. And again, I remember I was overreacting, just panic. Mm. If you watch any airline pilot and the, the plane, you know, is in trouble, they go through the manual. They go through the, and what I would say is don't. Don't stress. Don't panic. Take your time. Mm. Find the right solution. Don't panic in a stressful situation. Absolutely agree. I think the, when you panic, what you end up doing it without realising is making the wrong decision too quickly. You make, you, you make the fear worse. Yeah, because you haven't really thought through the best solution. And sometimes it's nearly good to, if it's in an office or something and you've just got bad news about a big deal or whatever, is just leave, get some fresh air, speak to somebody close to you, um, a business advisor, a property advisor, your mentor, whoever it may yeah. be, get some advice before you overreact or over panic. What I always try to do though is blame somebody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always somebody you else. You know, it wasn't my fault. No, 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 I'm only kidding. The, the best thing to do, and I mean this genuinely, if the issue has come from yourself, accept it. Yeah. Because the quicker people see that you're accepting a mistake you made yourself, the quicker they are, the quicker to help you. Yeah, 100%. And, and I spent years blaming the people at the Excel Centre for the property I bought abroad. It was their fault. And blaming yeah. the banks for lending me the money. And blaming the mafia for building it and, and ripping it out and everything. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I had to wake up one morning and look in the mirror and think, well, actually, I'm the one that decided to buy them. I'm yeah. the one that took that choice, took that step. And as soon as you actually own up and step up to your own choices, yeah. you've got, you can put them behind you and move on. Well, you learn from them. You learn from them. So it's as yeah. simple as that. You learn from them. Question nine. Do you think Brexit will have an effect on rental prices? I'd be foolhardy to say no, but I really don't know. And, and the answer is that I say I don't know. The pound at this moment in time is so undervalued against the dollar and the euro. It's, you know, artificially undervalued. Um, so, but I, I actually think from yeah it's a, that is a great question we have 66 million people in this country we have a housing problem I cannot see that housing problem being solved with the policies the government have in place at this moment no. in time um, and house prices in London have fallen especially on the, on, the, on the top end. So, but rental prices, even though they've fallen away slightly, they're pretty much solid. And Brexit is as hard as it's gonna be, was, is it? So that, great question. It's a, for me, it's, it's down to, like you said, the 66 million people in the country, because it's about supply and demand. And I remember when I bought my first couple of houses and I told my mom, I stopped telling her stuff now, because she'd say, well, what if you can't find a tenant? And I thought, well, just because your son's bought a house, people aren't going to go live in trees. Yeah. And Brexit or not, there was the millennium bug. There was the biggest crash in history in 07, 08. There was all those things. Yeah. And Brexit's another one. And if there is a dip, Brexit will be forgotten about three, four, five years' time, just yeah. like the millennium bug has been in the last recession. House prices are higher now than the biggest recession in, in history. Mm. Um, 
supply and demand. 66 million people are on a small island. The population is due to increase by about 8 million over the next 10 yeah. years. People need places to live. And like I said, the government, they're not solving the problem. Well, what they're so, trying to do is, is, is use uh, a solution but that isn't being filtered down to the councils. Yeah. Because the councils aren't actually... Um, Can't cope. Well, they're not following through with government policy, like allowing people to build on brownfield yeah. sites. And I, I know two or three brownfield sites with buildings on that have been refused planning. You think, wow, I thought you were you know, supposed to be uh, proactive on that. Hmm. Final question. What is your defining trait that makes you successful? I'm not sure about, about yourself, Kevin. I can only speak for me. But for me, the defining trait that has made me successful is just sheer persistence. That's all. I would say, again, the same thing, the defining trait that made me successful. I'm no different than anybody else. Um, I don't even consider myself successful because I'm sitting next to you and um, I'm successful in terms of where I'm at but I'm nowhere near where you've got to. Yeah, but and we're in different fields, I guess. But well, well, what I would say is success is all in the mind. Yeah. Because if you, I know people that are a lot more successful for me, but they might not be as wealthy. Yes. But they're a hell of a lot more contented. They live a better yes. life than I do. They don't work till 11 o'clock at night. And, and genuinely, I never finished till 12 last night. But the truth is, you know, if the question they're asking is, what makes somebody successful? Well, me, the thing that's made me successful where I believe that to be financially, that's just the persistence. Yeah. And there are people that are an awful lot more successful than me financially. And thank God there is. Because if those people weren't there, we all wouldn't have another little ladder to climb. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest um, thing that a, an entrepreneur, if that's what we are, has to ch deal with and challenge with is, I think it's built into people that the reason we've got as successful as we are is because we're never happy where we are. Yeah, of course. And it keeps, so you don't really see that, you, you, you may be successful in other people's eyes, but in your own, you want to take the next step and the next step and the next step. When you do, I'll use the word a great deal, but for me, I don't do great deals. I genuinely don't. What I tend to do is I tend to do now, I used to do great deals, I now do fits. And what I mean by that is that what I'm buying fits with what we're doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So they complement each other, which then makes it more successful. Yeah. course what even though it's last yeah because then wouldn't it be last if it, you asked it first yeah. I'm, I'm joking with you i'm joking with you because you did say you wanted to ask the first question again but then i was thinking well it can't be the first question again because you're now asking it last you've gone red is that so we asked the question <laughs> you've to gone our, red. is that so we asked the first question to ourselves yeah, yeah. yeah. No. i'm kidding with you <laughs>